speak real. Woo! Wah-ha. This time it wasn't my fault. Yes. Clint, thank you for making a mistake. I appreciate that. Normally, I just look like a doofus on my own, and I get all the credit for it. We're so thankful that y'all are here with us today. I appreciate y'all joining us to, to worship. Isn't it wonderful that in community, little, little groups all over San Angelo right now, there are people gathered together to learn to know God better and to trust Him more, that there are people worshiping right now. They're doing it a little different than we are. Maybe they're studying something a little different than we are. But isn't it, isn't it awesome that we're part of something bigger than just ourselves we're part of the body of christ and it is a wonderful beautiful thing we're thankful for y'all joining us here in our endeavors to know god better and to trust him more uh, if this is your first time with us um, then we're about to shift into the part of the service where those that came prepared to give are going to do that and so you're just our guest we appreciate you being here there's no pressure whatsoever um, but I also want to say thanks in advance to those who already gave online or, or gave via automated giving. We do have that as an option, and I appreciate those that, uh, that uh, do that. But every time we give, and guess what? I'm just going to warn you straight up front. Uh, you may think that Pastor Brandon got going on the offering thing, and he just never shut up. Um, we're talking about giving all day today, okay? Because we're talking about loving our community and loving others. And, man, it's just going to end up colliding with this giving concept at some point in it but we always chew on a scripture we always god has so much to say in fact there was just there was just oodles and oodles of stuff as i was studying for this week i mean it was like what do i not say there's just the bible has so much to say about how our money gets dealt with and the reason it says so much is Matthew 6.21. This is why the Bible has it all in there. That's why the Bible, you can't read it without it stepping on your wallet. It's going to get in the middle of it and stick its finger in there and stir up your ones and your twenties and mess with it. It's just going to do that. Because for where your treasure is, your, there your heart is also. It's just the way we're hardwired. And so because of that, because of that truth, then guess what? The Bible and, and Jesus' teachings and Paul's teachings and all of it, just from start to end, it's all connected and has to do with how we choose to deal with our resources. It's more about what choices are we making, and our choices are based in our heart of hearts. It's what we really think and what we really desire, and that's where those things come out of. So this morning, isn't it a great that we have this opportunity to, to go, you know what? I value and honor the things of God and what he's doing it, it through my local congregation and around the world as we participate and, and connect with missions all over the place and stuff right here in San Angelo. So that's what we're doing. Our heart is there. So guess what? It's a natural thing. We're hardwired for it. Our treasure follows. So let's do that this morning. Gentlemen, let's go ahead and we can pass those baskets around if you filled out a card this is the time for you to slip that in if you have any prayer requests or praise reports this stuff we want to know we pray for you so we we want to participate in this with you so if you've got your your u version uh open with your notes you've got our handy little bulletin uh then we're gonna just track right along we're in the fifth part of this thing where we're getting stirred up and desiring to want to embrace our assignment this isn't even just a suggestion. This isn't even a sweet little thing for God-loving people to do. This is our assignment. 
is wrapped up in this I heart essay. This it, it just it's we're so connected here that we have an assignment to love everyone we contact. Everybody, everybody. Man, I wish we Jesus would just give us a list, you know, that you were just born with a list. These are the people you have to love. Everybody else, you can just kind of ignore them. You know, somebody else is assigned to love them. You've got your you've got your sheet and you you love those people. But guess what? God has a bigger and better plan. Let me see if this was going to annoy me less. Yes. Um, that uh, God's got a bigger and better plan and he's assigned all of us to love each other. And with this loving our neighbors thing, it's not just this warm feeling. Obviously, you know, if I, if I look at you and I get a nice little warm feeling in my heart, that's a good thing. You know, we don't want to be repulsive to each other. But that's not where it ends. It's not just about me not wanting to, to choke you. It is about me loving you on this practical, impact your life kind of way. And it means that we will be required required asked prompted by the holy spirit to open up some of the resources we've been trusted entrusted with and to share them we're going to be prompted to give by the holy spirit it's just the way things work this is our scripture we've looked at it every week we've launched with it we always come back to here and, and, and move in and out of it it's been our hub for this whole series galatians 5 it says you my brothers were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single, in one single command. It's summed up, it's pulled together in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. That is where it is, where it's <clears throat> where everything comes back to we don't have to memorize the whole bible folks we have to be willing to listen to the prompting of the holy spirit as the holy spirit leads us to love god and to love our neighbor as ourselves we begin to have our, have our ear tuned to the fact that the holy spirit's going to have us to love our neighbor as ourselves but i love it that paul recognizes that there's another bent there's another force there's this other thing pulling us away from that and look at it verse 13 you my brothers were called to be free we're free i love it that we're not we're not slaves to to love each other simply to earn something from god we get to do this from a love perspective we are free in him we are free in him, but we're not to use our freedom to indulge our sinful nature. Instead, we're going to serve one another in love. So the opposite end of serving one another in love is always going to come back to indulging our selfish, self-focused, <clears throat> sinful nature. It's always going to come back there. And so sometimes these things, it's kind of counterintuitive. We don't lean to them naturally real strong they, all, they don't come all by themselves years and years ago when we went when i went to uh a youth camp up in colorado um of course we're up there in the summertime snow melts uh some brilliant person that has a ski resort decided to put in has the slopes have the lifts they put in these things called alpine slides i don't know if anybody's ever done an alpine slide if you ever get an opportunity to do it but basically what it is 
it's a granite luge. And so they take these big slabs of granite and they cut these canals in them and, and, and uh, have, uh, and it's just super, super slick. I mean, it's just icy slick. They've polished it up. And you get in these little carts. And you get in this cart and you, you ride the ski lift to the top and you sit up there and they, boom, they turn you loose and gravity just pulls you down. And it's got a little joystick in the middle. And if you leave it alone, then you're just skidding along on these nice little skids, these little hard plastic skids, and you just slide down. Okay? If you pull backwards, then this little grid of this little rubber grid comes down and it slows you down. That's your brake. But man, you really want to take advantage of this gravity principle then you can shove it forward and this grid of rollers comes down and now you get to put the turbo on what's already trying to happen and you get to really move at the top of the slope okay they tell you there's this one run they make you go two two times and before you get to go on the advanced run i was like please i get to do this one time i'm never coming back here i never went back I said please let me do the fun one so the guy was like, all right, you can do the fun one. And so I got the other one. I'd never done it before. He said, just don't lean. Do not lean. Just sit straight up. Whatever you do, just don't lean at all. And it has these awesome banked turns, and you're just whoosh, going, well, of course, I want to go fast. So I go, and I just hold the stick down, and I'm going fast, and all's cool. So I come to my first First bank's turn, and everything within me wanted to lean. So guess what I did? I leaned. Immediately, whoosh, I flip. Now, I'm already moving. And so I'm just, it's the summertime. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. And I skid, and I skid, and I skid, and I skid, and I skid on this smooth granite. And when I get to the end, I've got some wonderful road rash. I mean, I'm just good and just strawberries all over. That shower that night hurt so bad. It was horrible. Well, the, some of the people didn't want to do it. And I was like, okay, I, I want to do this again. And I'm going to do it right. So then I go up and I get it a second time. And the second time I'm a little scared. And I'm doing the little... And then somebody else decided they want to do it and gave me their ticket. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do exactly what I'm told, and I'm going to do this right. Now, y'all remember, okay, that I, I've shared with y'all before that I'm not an athlete. So I've never set any records before, okay? This is my one record. My one. <laughs> one record. And I got up to the top of that. And I got up there, and I just pushed that little thing forward, and I held it down on go the whole time, and I just seemed my, and I just would not move. And man, it did what it was supposed to do. We hit had these bank turns, and whoosh! And I'm like up on my side, hauling around. It was incredible. When I got down to the bottom, it was so cool. People who are athletes, they've heard applause before, right? I've not heard applause before. At some point, about I'm halfway down the mountain, everybody stopped, and they're watching, and it was so cool. And I get to the bottom, and I hit, and I put on the brakes, and I'm going so fast I can't even brake, and I hit the tires at the end. It was awesome. And, uh, and so I couldn't even get stopped. And so and they're like, man, you have got, you, we clocked you. You've got the fastest time we have ever recorded. The only thing that ever beat you is we loaded it with sandbags and tied it down and just let it go. The only thing that's ever beat you. I was like, that's incredible. It was worth the stuff. I'm like, because my athletic ability is to sit still. 
cannot move, and that is my athletic ability. It requires no coordination, no timing, no anything. It's incredible. No strength, nothing. And so, and it was, but it was so counterintuitive. It was not, you so wanted to lean. Even when I was moving like that, I so wanted to lean, but I did not want more burns. So I just stayed still. I just stayed with it. And all of a sudden, I got the full effect. Everything that it was designed to do came through this area, folks. This area of giving, it is one of those places where it challenges our selfishness so much. It challenges our selfishness so much. This is why we don't like preachers to talk about this. And we think, oh, they're just doing this to try to fill their, their, their pockets or they're doing this. And folks, I am so sorry that there are page after page and we can make lists and we're not going to do that of people who've abused it and have done that. And I'm sorry. And I want to apologize on behalf of the ministers everywhere for people who have abused it. But it doesn't change the fact that God built us this way and that when that we are hardwired and supposed to be in from a kingdom perspective willing to be generous and to give and we can't ever really impact our community if somebody doesn't step up to give we had a wonderful group of people we had 25 of our awesome volunteers show up over there at the helping hands of san angelo and and work on this 90-year-old lady's house. It was her 90th birthday yesterday, and we just blessed her, and she loved it, and it was so awesome. But somebody had to be willing to give up a Saturday. There were companies that were willing to give up. City Lumber was one of them that just said, you need supplies, just come get them. Just come get them. They just opened their stuff and just come get it. Fix people's houses. Uh, 35 houses got blessed because somebody was willing to give. It's just going to require it. It's just going to do it. And folks, it, yes. It challenges our sinful nature. It challenges our self-centeredness. But when it's all said and done, loving means giving. It just does. Loving means giving. It, it, and when we get down, I think we really want to. I think we want to. There's a, there's a commercial, a little one-minute commercial that I want to show you. It was, it was, uh, it's in Spanish, so those of you who can speak Spanish, you're going to understand it. The rest of us aren't. But the fact that uh, I, I think it honestly it speaks for itself. No, tú al otro lado. Tú aquí. A ver, que te ayudo. Aquí. Vamos a hacer unas fotos. Lo que pasa es que el fotógrafo se ha retrasado. Yo me voy a ir a buscar al fotógrafo y luego os hacemos las fotos. Mientras tanto, vosotros podéis ir merendando, ¿vale? Yo me voy y vengo en cinco minutos. Cinco. Vale. Vale. A ver, cuando yo me vaya, ¿eh? Contad hasta tres. Uno. Dos.
speaks for itself. We understand that when we're blessed and somebody else is without, that it's just this natural thing. It's the right thing to do for us to take a little of what's ours and to share it. We also saw some examples of the fact that that sinful nature decides to kick in every once in a while. I want the bigger half. I want, I want a little more. And, um, but it's, this principle exists because it's in the very nature of God. John 3.16 held up at football games today. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God loved and so he gave Matthew twenty twenty eight. just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give, to give. The father gave and guess what? Jesus, the son gave. He didn't just come to to obey the father. Jesus of his own will gave his life as well. The father didn't just give his life. Jesus also gave his life as a ransom for many. 1 Corinthians 13, 3 says, if I give, remember, giving and loving are connected, connected. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. This isn't just about a religious exercise, about giving just because of giving. It is about this response of love. It is about seeing somebody that we care about. Anytime we give whoever's the recipient, it's about the recipient. It's about God's care for them. It's about God's love for them. It's always about that. And see, Jesus taught and he modeled giving from a heart of compassion. Even though it, we, it, our selfish nature battles against it, we, re, we need it to really thrive and to really live and to really be who all we're supposed to be. A generous heart is just a requirement. It's just a requirement. I want to show you a picture of a house. I want to show you a picture of this. Some of you may have seen this on the news. It's a mansion in Nebraska. It's a mansion, 14,000 square foot custom built home in the mid-90s by the... Um, <clears throat> Buffalo Bills, any Buffalo Bills fans in the house? At least no brave ones. Uh, the, we uh, um, built, this, built this home in Nebraska, Rod Cush. And uh, later he got into some financial trouble, had to sell it, changed hands a couple of times. Finally, somebody bought it in 2010. And uh, right now, this house, within this week or the next two weeks, um, Joey would appreciate this. Um, the uh, group of firefighters in Nebraska are going to burn this house down. And they're going to practice on this house, this 14,000 square foot mansion of a home is now to the place that all it is good for has been deemed by the, by the local assessor. They've condemned it, and it has been vandalized. It set empty and unused and unlived in for about three years and was vandalized and overrun with mold. And now it can't, nothing can be done with it. So they're going to burn it down and let the firefighters practice with it. And then when it's done, they're just going to torch it and be through. And somebody else is going to end up building something in there. Some developer is going to do something. This thing was not built as beautiful and awesome as it was in in its original thing, it was never built to be burned. It was never built to be destroyed. 
But something happened. It wasn't used for its intended purpose. It wasn't just built to sit there and be pretty. They tried that. It was built to be lived in. It was built to be enjoyed. It was built to be connected with on that level and being left empty and not used for its intended use. It became neglected and all of this other stuff seeped in until it became, and the tax assessors, something that big and that glorious became worthless. Folks, if we close ourselves off, I don't care how much we amass, I don't care how glorious it is on the outside, if we don't open ourselves to the place of being willing to be a generous people at the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, we will eventually begin to decay from the within. Our selfishness will eat our core, folks. It will. We have to be willing. Jesus taught us this. He taught us this. I love it here in Matthew 6. He opens up. So when you give to the needy. He didn't say if. When. When you give to the needy. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Then again in verse 3. But when you give to the needy. And then begins to show how to do it. Don't do it all big and flamboyant. Let everybody see it. Don't do it out there for your own glory. Do it. Do it secretively. Do it just so whether it's just about meeting the need and, and it's about the love thing and it's not about anything for you because we can even take this beautiful act of generosity and turn it into a selfish act. We've all witnessed it. We've all seen it and experienced it. It's not supposed to be. It's about, to, it's about love. Matthew 14, Jesus landed and saw a large crowd and he had compassion, love, care that moved him. And he healed the sick. And as evening approached, the disciples came to him. And he said, this is a remote place and it's getting late. Jesus sent the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. They knew there was a need. They knew there was some food there. Jesus, get rid of them. Let them go, let them go eat. And I love how Jesus responds. I love how he responds to them. And he says, <clears throat> they do not need to go away. You Give them something to eat. You do it. And then, of course, on the hills of this, we see the, the beautiful feeding of the thousands to the point that there are leftovers, to the point that there is an abundance. God is just so good. Matthew 25, he says, But when I was hungry, and he, <clears throat> you gave me something to eat, and I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink, and I was a stranger, and you invited me in, and I needed clothes, and you clothed me, and I was sick, and you looked after me, and I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then the righteous was saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king replied, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for the least of these of my <clears throat> brothers of mine, you did for me. You want to do something? You want to do something big for God? Do something for somebody that in the eyes of the world doesn't amount to much. Maybe shouldn't be worth messing with or, or giving to or, or reaching out to. He's teaching us how that it's part of our lives. John 13. I love this. We see this model. It's not just something that Jesus pointed and said, you need to be doing this. He modeled it. Now we see that in John 13. It says, as soon as Judas took the bread, Jesus, I mean Satan entered into him. What you are about to do, do quickly, which is betray Jesus, put his death on fast track, 
Thank you, Kim. All right. Always love my background music. And um, it says, but no one at the uh, but no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. Their assumption was that he was either sending Judas because Judas dealt with the money. Their assumption was that Jesus, Judas was going to go and get something that they needed or give something to the poor. That it was Jesus's M.O., was a giver that was what they thought was going to be happening so as judas as soon as judas <coughs> had taken the bread he went out and it was night so with this with this understood that jesus taught it jesus modeled it jesus lived it it all connected there then guess what folks you and i are going to need to make room in our budgets to invest into others we're going to have to make room. We're going to have to make allowance for it. It doesn't just happen all by itself. Years and years ago, um, I was, uh, I was uh, teaching a class, uh, actually on, on biblical economics and uh, understanding this and stewardship principles and a lot of things. And uh, I took it and I challenged my students to do this thing called a dream budget. And it had this itemized list of just of all of these different things. Okay. And so when you go through, and I challenge them, and I say, okay, obviously anybody can do a sky's the limit kind of thing. You know, that it just it goes and goes and goes. Our world has billionaires and stuff in it, and they have, they have stuff they can't buy. So it's that. Um, so what I said is, is let's look at the, the first place that you cross over into significance in this area. So, and of course, it had all of the line items. It, it had giving in there. It, it had missions work. It, it had clothing. It had a number of different things. Just Christmas had all of these different things itemized in there. And then when it was all said and done, you added it up. And so when you think about each little piece, and so what's the first place that you go, yeah, that's significant. If it was any less, I'd have gone, man, I really wish we could have done more. But then you get that first place of significance, well, when Cutie and I sat down and we went through ours, then we went to stuff, you know, we've got, at that point we had five kids. And uh, so we thought, you know, at the first place of significance, you look at something like clothes. Well, of course, you could have a huge, ginormous clothes budget and stuff. So, I, well, it would be cool if, you know, if, if we could just do, have a budget of uh, $100 a month per person, you know. Then that, that's like, a, you know, a, a, a few name brand things the kids like per person it's not this extravagant deal but still for our household that's seven hundred dollars a month and um you know so it begins to each little thing begins to add up quickly so it wasn't this e e extravagant thing in any particular place i mean our va vacations weren't that we had on our dream budget were, were not leaving the u.s mainly because cutie doesn't like to fly but they they weren't they weren't leaving the u.s and uh, and so and when it was all said and done then to hit this place of significance in all of these little things, it was going to take a little over $20,000 a month for us to go. And I never would have dreamed that. I'd have said a lot less. I'd have said a whole lot less. And, whoa, yeah, we'd be great. Everything would be cool. But then when you think about each piece, and so in reality then, all of a sudden, then my, all of my extra pieces, man, I'd have to have this huge income. 
So as, as everybody looked at it, I said, this is why. This is why we go, oh, man, if I could just get uh, $300 more a month, we'd have this breathing room. And you get a raise of $500 a month, and three months later, you're like, where did it go? It's just as tight. If we could just get $300 more a month now, then we're going to be all right. And it just always is gone. It just, life just takes it. Our selfish nature takes it. All these different things just eat it up. That's why we have to purpose and make it a priority. We have to put it in our budget early because if we wait till we like got all this money laying around, man, we wait a long, long time. We have to be generous people and we put it in our budgets now. We put it in where we're at. We figured out that God used me where I am. And then as stewardship and all those different things that grow. See, 2 Corinthians 9 says, Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. That decided in his heart. There's some thinking, and then there's some this direction of the, of the Holy Spirit, this heart issue, this core of who we are. And there's this decision that's made. We have to do that. We have to make this decision. We see Genesis 12, 2, and Proverbs eleven twenty five and 2 Corinthians 9, 8. All of those things teach us that we're blessed to be a blessing. And we have to understand that that happens way quicker than maybe we think it does <clears throat> he's no guy that he would carry a uh a day's wages in cash on him all the time always kept a day's wages in cash on him just to be able to to to, to give if somebody needed a little something then he'd be able to give and he just kept it on him to just be a blessing it was something he didn't just budget in his monthly budget he kept it on him so that if god moved in him to to bless somebody here or there or whatnot it's it's there. God will, will show you and direct you on how it works in your life. But this peace, this peace of being a generous people, it's just part of it. 1 Corinthians 16 says, Now about the collection for God's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income. So it's not necessarily the same per person, it's, it, it's, it's connected, but it's this thing of, of it's in everybody's budgets. Saving you up so that when I come, the collection will be made. There are, this was the, for, for God's people. The, the believers in Jerusalem were really persecuted and had a hard time doing business and making a living because the Jews there hated them so much. And so they were collecting from these other churches to help them just simply survive. That's what this is talking about. Matthew six twenty one. Back to where we started where your treasure is your heart's connected it is folks if if this thing I heart essay if it's really going to have teeth then God's going to grow in us this thing of radical generosity Gen generosity to the church that the outside in the world goes I don't understand why you do that <laughs> man you, you can buy a jet ski with that money man you you, you can have this extra thing with that money, you, you save that up every month and you can go on this awesome vacation with that money or you could buy this awesome rifle with that money or whatever it is. There's always something we could do with it. I don't care what your hobby, what your passion, there's always something. But when we open up our hearts and say, God, we love you and we love others. Lord, use me in any way you can. God, this is one of those ways that God can. See, folks, we are created to know God and to help others know him.
God works through us in real acts of service to show love to a hurting world. It just does. It just does. It's just part of it. So us being a people that are choosing to be that kind of folks, then we'd be ready. So if something happens in our community, we're able to run to it. As a church, we set aside a little bit of money every Monday. When we do deposit, there's a little bit of money that gets set aside every time. So that if something happens in our neck of the woods, in our community, that we don't have to get on the phone and holler at y'all and say, hey, let's, we as a church want to do something. Let's, we're already ready. We're getting more ready every Monday. That's just who we want to be. It's not just something we teach you. It's something we live out personally. It's something we live out as a ministry. Why? Because it's just the truth. We have to fit it in. We have to make it a reality. It's just, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. So as we do that, as we get willing to, to, to say, God, I'm even given willing to take this that I could use on so many other things. A lot of them really good, wonderful things. There's nothing wrong. God, <laughs> God wants us to live in blessed lives. He does. He just doesn't want us to live in selfish lives. That's it. It's not self-focused. That's it. And it starts, it starts with us embracing the greatest gift that's ever been given. This gift we talked about in John 3, 16, this gift that Jesus said that he lays down his life as a ransom for many, that gift we say, God, I'll take it. I need, I need a savior. My sin has to be dealt with. My sin demands a death. And I recognize Jesus did death. He did death, he did no. And now my sin can be piled onto his account and it's covered for real. It's really handled. And then now I can live a life free from that weight hanging over me and I can live a life fully to you because you bring me alive again in him. If you need to do that this morning, if that's you and you need to do that this morning, then let's do that. Let's get that done. Let's get square one taken care of. Let's not postpone that. So I appreciate everybody kind of bow your heads and let's make a, a quiet moment.